It's Wednesday, August 21st. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. Today, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson made his first official trip abroad, to Berlin. We'll connect the dots on what this trip has to do with Brexit, which is fast approaching. Also today, the Trump administration unveiled a new rule that could keep detained migrant families in custody indefinitely. We'll give you the details. And finally, why YouTube's algorithm may have grown feelings. We're here to make your evening smarter. Let's skim this. Today's episode is brought to you by Rothy's. The most complicated story today is about Brexit, the UK's tortured goodbye to the European Union. The UK's new Prime Minister Boris Johnson is all about it. And today he took his Brexit pitch on the road to maybe the most powerful politician in Europe, German Chancellor Angela Merkel. Johnson wants Merkel to convince EU leaders to go easy on him and renegotiate the Brexit deal. But by the sound of it today, major disagreements still stand in the way of a breakthrough. So today we're going to get into what Boris Johnson wants to get done on Brexit, how politicians in the UK and EU feel about it, and what could go down if the Brexit process goes wrong. Quick recap. Brits voted to leave the EU back in 2016. Turns out, that was the easy part. Former Prime Minister Theresa May's political career essentially fell apart because she couldn't get Brexit done. Three times this year, the British Parliament rejected her Brexit deals, and Brexit's start date got delayed from this past March until October 31st. There are a lot of details we could get into, but the thing to remember is that Theresa May tried to secure a deal with the EU to make Brexit go smoothly, which would have avoided a no-deal Brexit. Depending on who you ask, no-deal Brexit is either exactly what people wanted with Brexit, basically rip off the band-aid and move on, or it would be a disaster, like winging a wedding toast after way too much champagne. Boris Johnson has said he's not against the idea. Johnson was once the face of the Brexit campaign. Analysts think he could be keeping the no-deal Brexit threat on the table for a reason to maximize the UK's leverage in negotiations with the EU. So what does Johnson want the EU to change? He's hung up on what's called the Irish backstop. It's part of Theresa May's Brexit deal, the one Parliament rejected three times. The backstop would prevent a hard border from going up between Northern Ireland, a part of the UK, and the Republic of Ireland, a part of the EU. People in Ireland and Northern Ireland fought for a long time over their religious differences and views about the UK. And to end that fight, they agreed in 1998 to open up the border between them. That historic deal was known as the Good Friday Agreement. But since Brexit would take the UK out of the EU, you kind of need a way to check goods coming in and out of Northern Ireland. The Irish backstop says, don't worry, that in the event of a no-deal Brexit, the UK will stay tied to the EU on trade. And Boris Johnson hates that because, again, it gets in the way of ripping off the Brexit Band-Aid. And he wants the EU to get rid of the backstop. So, how's that going? It's not. On Monday, Johnson sent the EU a letter calling on the president of the European Council to get rid of the Irish backstop. Johnson described the backstop as, quote, anti-democratic and inconsistent with the UK's right to sovereignty and said the backstop could keep the UK tied to the EU's trade rules indefinitely. The EU quickly responded, absolutely not. And today, Johnson tried to make the case again, 
before German Chancellor Angela Merkel during that trip to Berlin. For years, Merkel has been the most powerful political leader in Europe. And even though she says this will be her last term, she still has major sway on most things EU. At a joint press conference today, it was pretty clear that Johnson wasn't ready to give in. We do need that backstop removed. And a few minutes later, Merkel, speaking here through a translator, made it clear neither was she. The Good Friday Agreement must be adhered to. And that's not just Britain saying that. It's also the future members and the existing, existing member of the European Union, Republic of Ireland. So the EU doesn't love Johnson's no-deal Brexit plans. What about politicians in the UK? Well, Parliament is on vacation until September, but it's pretty clear most lawmakers oppose the no-deal Brexit plan. In fact, the Speaker of Parliament is raising concerns that Johnson could essentially shut down Parliament and force Britain into a no-deal Brexit anyway. So what would go down if this happens? Remember, Britain is supposed to leave the EU, deal or no deal, on Halloween, October 31st. And that seems fitting, because disruptions expected from a no-deal outcome could look a bit more trick than treat. A few days ago, documents about what could happen in a no-deal Brexit were leaked to the public. The docs warned about shortages of food, medicine, and fuel, poor disruptions that could drag on for months, and protests. Basically, a no-deal Brexit hardly means no headaches. So what's the skim? For some, Brexit is the finish line. For others, it's a wall. Either way, the UK is headed straight toward it, and it's running out of road. And even though we've known about the potential costs of a no-deal Brexit for a while now, those costs haven't gone away. Yesterday, economists at Barclays reportedly predicted that a no-deal Brexit is, quote, increasingly inevitable, an outcome they think could send the British economy into a downturn. If you just can't look away from the whole Brexit situation, we've got more. Check out our guide about what Brexit can mean for your wallet on our website at theskim.com money. Coming up, why the Trump administration is pitching a new rule to keep detained migrant families in custody indefinitely. That's next. When you're on the go, you need shoes to match. Enter Rothy's. They've quickly become a most-loved brand thanks to their wide range of colors and patterns. Plus, they're made from recycled plastic water bottles and are fully machine washable. With comfort, style, and sustainability, these are the shoes you've been waiting for. Check out all the amazing styles available right now at rothys.com cadence. Head to rothys.com cadence today. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash C-A-D-E-N-C-E. Today, the Trump administration unveiled a new rule that would allow it to detain migrant families with children indefinitely. This is an effort to replace something called the Flores Settlement Agreement. So let's rewind real quick. What is the Flores Agreement? Back in the 1980s, after several migrant girls crossed the U.S. border illegally, they were detained in shocking conditions. For weeks, think strip searches, no access to educational materials, no doctors, or the ability to see relatives. Lawyers repping the girls said, you can't keep kids in conditions like that. And in 1997, they settled a lawsuit with the U.S. government. It's known as the Flores Settlement Agreement after one of the girls in the case. It said that migrant children can't be held indefinitely in jail-like conditions. 
they had to be released to a family member or guardian ASAP. And if that wasn't possible, they needed to be moved to a facility that complied with state child welfare laws and regs. So fast forward to 2014. There was a surge of migrant families coming to the U.S. border. So the Obama administration expanded family detention. But the judge overseeing the Flores Agreement said that that expansion wasn't keeping to the agreement. So the judge made a new ruling. No detaining kids for longer than 20 days, period. That's how long the government says it takes to process an initial asylum screening. The Trump admin has long said that migrants are abusing the Flores Agreement, that they're bringing children across the border knowing that they'll be allowed out of detention after 20 days. Last year, the administration enacted a zero-tolerance policy toward adults caught crossing the border illegally, including those who came with kids. Then, when it began separating families to prosecute the adults, It blamed the Flores Agreement for not being able to keep families together as their cases played out. But many argued that the administration didn't have to enact that zero-tolerance policy to begin with. Now, the Trump administration says it's got a new rule that it says should replace the Flores Settlement Agreement. So what changes are being made? A couple of things. First, the new Trump administration rule permanently establishes what it says are high standards for family detention centers. Here's the Acting Secretary of Homeland Security, Kevin McAleenan, today. There are campus-like settings with appropriate medical, educational, recreational, dining, and private housing facilities. The administration says this would help fulfill the goals of the original Flores settlement to ensure migrant children aren't held in jail-like conditions, and it would keep families together. But in exchange for that, the government wants to keep families and children in these facilities for as long as it takes to process their claims. The admin says these claims could be settled in less than 50 days, but immigration judges are dealing with a backlog of hundreds of thousands of cases. So this rule change would allow children to be detained in government custody indefinitely. Also, the administration says it wants to have high standards of care for children, but it doesn't have a good track record with that. Just last week, a judge had to tell the administration that it must give migrant children toothpaste, soap, and clean water. Immigrant advocates say we don't trust the administration's detention facilities. Critics also point to recent cases of overcrowded Border Patrol detention facilities. So what happens next? The new rule is expected to be published to the Federal Register on Friday. The New York Times reports that lawyers from the original Flores Agreement in 1997 have one week to file a brief with the court. After that, a judge has to give the okay on this new rule. Otherwise, it'll take effect in October. Tomorrow, Democratic Party officials are meeting in San Francisco. And at least 13 Democrats running for president will be there too to make their case for why they should be president and to raise some money. California's become a much more important state ahead of election day. That's because the state moved up its primary day from June to Super Tuesday in March, meaning California voters will have more power in whittling down the list of a million Dems running for president. Now, candidates are deciding whether they should be spending big to woo a state of 40 million people or stick to the script and stay in traditional early voting primary states. For now, former VP Joe Biden and Mayor Pete Buttigieg of South Bend, Indiana, are doing the latter. They're skipping this weekend's meeting in San Fran and are heading to New Hampshire instead. 
For the skim on all the candidates on the road to 2020, check out theskim.com slash 2020. Before we go today, we've got a fun fact coming to you from The Rise of the Machines. On Monday, YouTubers who post videos of robot fights, think BattleBots, said hundreds of their videos were being taken down. The reason given? Animal cruelty. Apparently, YouTube sent the users takedown notices that said content depicting animals being forced to fight is not allowed on the platform. YouTube likened the videos to dogfighting. It's not clear whether a person at YouTube went around deleting the videos or if YouTube's algorithms were at fault. The company says the videos were taken down by mistake, and most of them were quickly put back up. But if it really was the fault of an algorithm, say hello to your benevolent AI overlords. And that's all for Skim This. Thanks for listening and be sure to hit subscribe. We'd also love for you to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. For more Skim, sign up for our free morning newsletter, The Daily Skim, right on our website at theskim.com. It's everything you need to know to start your day right in your inbox.